0: grace and peace to you bloom welcome to our guided liturgy podcast for this week as always our hope for you as you engage in the liturgy is that you would be drawn into the presence of christ the reality that christ is among us working through us and leading us into beautiful places thanks for joining us
1: Bloom, let's join together now with the Church Worldwide and say the prayer of the day together.
0: Almighty God,
1: the fountain of all wisdom, you know our necessities before we ask and our ignorance in asking. Have compassion on our weakness and mercifully give us those things which for our unworthiness we dare not and for our blindness we cannot ask. Through the worthiness of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
2: Please join me for the prayers. We pray to God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, Creator and renew the earth. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come Holy Spirit, Counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come Holy Spirit, breath of God give life to the dry bones around us, and make us living people, holy and free. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth. Strengthen us to be bold in faith. Holy Spirit.
3: Perfect sacrifice. Love. It's pure as...
1: reading from Psalm 139. Lord you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed there is not a word on my lips but you O Lord know it all together. You press upon me behind and before and lay your hand upon me.
2: Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot obtain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are also there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea.
0: Even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, Surely the darkness will cover me, and the light around me turn to night. Darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light to you are both alike. Search me out, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my restless thoughts look well whether there be any wickedness in me and lead me in the way that is everlasting glory to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever amen
2: here reading from the acts of the apostles chapter 4 All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
0: If you took a timeline of all that has happened in the early church, you would have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit where the church is birthed, where Christ is made manifest through the people that are filled with the Spirit of God, doing the works of Christ, being the grace and compassion of Christ on the earth. You had that first outpouring, the birth of the church, then you had this description in Acts 2.42-47, through 47, which says that all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the sharing, and meals, to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. That is the initial description of what the community looks like, the community filled with the Spirit of God, the presence of Christ in them, among them, and living through them. To their world and then we see as we go further in that timeline we see that there are the same works that we saw Jesus we see that there are the works of Christ the same works that we saw Jesus perform on the earth healing drawing people into a community in which they were previously not a part and we see these miraculous signs and wonders and those are the works that Jesus said that they would do once they were filled with the Spirit, once they lived into their new reality as being the body of Christ on the earth. And then we see this wave of persecution come. We see the government, we see the religious system come against them. And then they go into a room and they pray. They pray for boldness, they pray that they would be true to their identity as the body of Christ, that they would continue to see the life of Christ flow out from them onto the earth into the city in which they live into the the nation that they find themselves into all the earth and the scriptures say that the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them all it even says that the place in which they were praying that room that it shook with the power of God that's a lot like that first outpouring of the Holy Spirit when the eternal, when the supernatural meets the mortal, the human spirit. And we see in that that when humans are filled with the Spirit of God, they become the incarnation of Christ on the earth, the body of Christ. And so that happens again. And then we pick up the story here in this verse, and we see the description of what it does to community, how the Spirit of God infuses our relationship and our attachments to each other. And after all they've been through, the good, the bad, the scary, the awe-inspiring, they're back at this place where Luke is describing essentially what he described in Acts 2.47. We see this community that shares all that they have. Every need that's presented is met by provision. Where there is joy and generosity between them. The economy is kindness and grace and love. And he goes on to say that there were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. It looks a lot like a body where every part is cared for, where no one is left behind. It's what happens when the Spirit of God so fills the human heart and draws people into community with each other that literally reflects the grace, the kindness, the provision, the heart of our Creator. And truly, that community becomes the body of Christ. So in one sense, we're following a timeline. In the other sense, we've come full circle and we're seeing that a pattern is being created. And this pattern has continued throughout the life of the church that we can say, as Paul says, be continually filled by the Spirit of God. What happens when we're filled by the Spirit of God is we are made into an unearthly community on the earth, the incarnate Christ, the very body of Christ, where the healing and the grace and the power of Christ is free to flow onto the earth. And we see that as that happens, and the works of Christ are made manifest on the earth. We see healing, and we see miraculous signs, and then we see persecution by the systems that had previously governed the world. And then what do we see next? As the body of Christ comes together and they ask for more of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is poured out, the community is created, and it all happens again and again and again throughout history. This pattern reminds me of that flow that we have to the table and from the table. Every Sunday, when we would gather as a community, at Bloom, that we come to the table, we ask for the fullness of the Spirit. We give all that we have to the purposes of God in our world. It's the flow, it's the rhythm of the Spirit-filled life, and we see it just in this early account of the church. A community was created. In this day and age, it's hard to imagine a community in which no one had need. If we think about that, if we let that sit with us, the community that Christ creates on the earth through the Spirit of God is a community in which there is no one who has need. For me, it is impossible to imagine, but it's inspiring if I let myself go there. So I say with the early church, the Spirit of God come and fill us once again. Yeah,
2: you know, I've been sitting with this idea of them like waiting in prayer a lot in Acts. Because I think my initial reaction is like, okay, how do we do that now? How, what does that mm-hmm. look like for us? What, how do we move? And I've been very convicted lately that it is in the waiting yeah. that the Spirit comes and that the Spirit speaks um and yeah and here we have another example of that of them saying okay we don't know what to do let's let's pause and let's pray
0: yeah so s- say more about that is is it I guess are you saying that it's hard to imagine the waiting the posture of waiting
2: mm, a little i think like since lockdown for me personally um, everything has been about pivoting as quickly as possible okay. um, to still meet the needs of the folks I work with or mm-hmm. to still meet my own needs or you know, even a, on a larger scale, how do we meet the needs of Bloom? How do yeah. I meet the needs of my friends? Um, and just feeling very capable of doing that, but also not sure that that's what is supposed to be done. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's convicting for, I, I guess, people like myself who are like, okay, then we'll do this, then we'll do this, let's try this, instead of being like, let's stop, let's pray. Mm-hmm. Um, because even as you were talking, I was like, wow, what if, again, the Spirit just wants to do something completely different in our community? Yeah. And if we're just going to keep pivoting to what we think everybody wants or what we think we need. That's not allowing the spirit to come in and give us what we do need, which is that picture of true community. And it probably doesn't look like selling a lot of our stuff. It probably looks really different. It's probably more yeah. around, I don't know, mental health. How do we have good mental health and how do we help other people around us have good mental health and have good practices? and. Um, So that's kind of of what I meant by that.
0: Yeah, you see in this uh, early account how much of their posture was just to wait Mm -hmm. and to ask and to receive and then to become. You have to remember that this whole thing started, this whole series of events, amazement, persecution, a re-evangelization that we talked about last week, more persecution, and then huddled up in a room Praying for the power of the Spirit to come, Spirit comes, and then we see in this verse kind of a, a reiteration or recapturing of that community that Christ builds among people mm-hmm. with the Spirit through the Spirit. That all started from this healing of a crippled man at the temple gate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's even a line in the scripture that after this is all, this whole section of of narrative is finished, and it says, and all of this took place because of the man who they knew was lame from birth was healed.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, all of this is happening because Christ is still among them. And I think they're trying to grasp that. Mm-hmm. I think that the church is trying to grasp that. I think that the authorities are trying to grasp that, that the religious leaders are trying to grasp, like this person that we thought we got rid of. And on the church's side, this person that we loved and followed this person is not gone. Christ is still among us, very much so, still forming us, still moving in the earth through us. And I love what you said, because it's not by us trying to, to solve the problems of the world or whatever it is on our own strength, as if, we, as if he was gone right. forever. Right, right. It's living into that reality yeah. that he is very much here. Christ is among us. And, and that posture you see in the church. I love that. It is, it's waiting. It's being open. Mm-hmm. What are you wanting to do next through us? I think what strikes me about this passage is that
1: it's, it's reiterated so much within Scripture, this whole concept of... yeah, it's, I mean, it's biblical community is what it is. And it's like, mm. it's, it's all about the other. It's all about each other. It's all about unity and it feels it feels like something that is important that the church should really be it should really be a part of the life of the church it's in the letters to the church it's um said twice in the book of acts like mm-hmm. this whole concept and so it's making it feel heavier right now especially in this kind of global cultural moment that we're in with covid and everyone being in lockdown like It's kind of like what you were saying, Dulcie, about how the church has to kind of get creative in Mm -hmm. times like this. And I don't really know what it looks like, but I mean, one thing that's been great for us is just like house church and these learning groups that we're doing and like just the little ways that we're connecting. But I do wonder if the church globally or the church, even the American evangelical church, if we were to take this and say, oh, this is actually very important. Yeah. Because it's it's reiterated so much within scripture like it should be. Like and yet we harp and we die on so many
0: hills. So it feels important and I think we should it should be treated as such. Could you just say again, what is the hill that you're saying maybe we should be dying on this hill? What is the thing that you're seeing throughout scripture and, and throughout the story of the early church that that you're that you're saying this is important?
1: What is important here is is the call for community and for unity really not just with their possessions but it it says they're united in heart and mind yeah and it takes a deep love for each other to get to that point i think and so um i i yeah i hope the church gets to that point i hope at the very least that this time that we're in right now um under lockdown with the pandemic that we become more unified in heart and mind and in our love for each other.
2: I mean, it feels like everything is falling apart, and yet we have proof that unity is possible. And I, yeah. so I appreciate that, Seth. I think that's, in, that's really what the heart of this is, is like being one, having all things in common, but really the, th- the all things is just the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. the thing that they all have in common. Um, and that trumps all of the chaos <laughs> happening around them.
0: Yeah, I find it hard to hope sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's the thing about following Christ and more than following, being in the way, which is living into the reality that we are the body of Christ on the earth and allowing the presence of the Spirit to fill us with that hope. I mean, it's, it's not natural. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. There are so many defenses that we have that hinder us from being drawn into that community that Christ creates among us, through us, and in us. I mean, being of one heart and mind, I mean, that means that our mind is now, as Paul says, the mind of Christ. It's not our mind. So it's not, are we on the left? Are we on the right? Are we on like this? It's that it that doesn't matter anymore. Like we are in the way of love. And the, possess. I mean, to. Possessions were owned in that day, but it was this mindset they had of their owned possessions that they were up for grabs when the mission of Christ required them. It's just so different than how we live. And there's, there's been culture after culture after philosopher after philosopher that longs to see poverty abolished, but it never happens. Which is, I guess, why it's hard to hope. Yeah. But in Scripture we have these points that are reiterated time and time again in Scripture that what Christ is creating in the earth through His people is a community that is, in a sense, supernatural. It transcends the laws of economics. It transcends human nature in some aspects. It makes that nature all the more beautiful and inspired. And that is what we are a part of. So I think, if anything, this, this verse calls me to a place of deep reflection, repentance, and then that same posture that you're talking about, Dulcie, of openness mm-hmm. to the Spirit of God. I have to have you in order to be what you say that we are, what you dream to make us on the earth. Everything,
2: everything is shit. Come Holy Spirit. That's my prayers this week. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. That is really how I feel. I
0: Can you yeah. elaborate on that? I think we'll close after that.
2: Oh, I, I'm just... In some ways, I feel like I am trying to drink the ocean with the amount of stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think similarly, or a different way of saying that is that it almost feels like there's no place for our feet to stand or to land, or there's no solid ground right now. Um, So that longing for the Spirit to come and unify feels so real. It feels like the only real thing I can hope for, because every other thing has crumbled (laughs) or is so tumultuous, there's no place to land. Um so that's that's where I am with that. We need the spirit. I need the spirit.
0: yeah, I remember being on the floor in Mexico, I think it was, in a worship service, just so you know i I don't really mean this like convicted of my mess of a life, and this person came and and just put their hand on my back and they begin to pray i remember they kept saying let your dissatisfaction drive you into the presence of god i don't know what we're supposed to get from this passage but i think that's what i get from this passage there is a beautiful vision of humanity in the heart of god and we are not seeing it right now the church to your point seth is not living into it right now Mm And so the only thing we can do is repent. And we let our dissatisfaction with our current reality drive us into that place where we're asking for more of the Spirit to come, to fill us, to change us, to shape us. For Bloom, this could be a beautiful season for us that we come so open and so longing and so needing the Spirit of God to fill us and to make us into the body of Christ, beautiful and brilliant on the earth. And all that it entails, we say yes to, we embrace, and we live into. That's what it means for us. And I would plead with you as you listen to this, as you're with us in this liturgy, to let the prayers that have been prayed by the church, most of these prayers that we pray on Sunday were written in desperate times, in hard times. Let those prayers be your prayers. Come Holy Spirit, fill us, make us into the body of Christ on the earth. that we are, help us to live into that in a more robust and beautiful manner. And we don't do this much, but uh, actually we've never done this. But Dulcie, I'd ask, would you pray over our community?
2: I'm gonna cry again, I just wanna warn you of that. Jesus ask that everyone who is listening right now would open their hands as much as they can right now and that you would pour in comfort and peace and wholeness and that you would remind us how seen and how loved we are and how you hold things so tenderly in your hands and Jesus as we sit here with our hands open as much as we can open them we ask that you would give us patience and wisdom but most of all we ask that you would bring the Spirit and the Spirit would come and do what it always does which is bring comfort and bring unity, and that we would begin to see and love each other more and more. And I thank you that I know it's true, that you do these things, that you come close to those of us who are broken-hearted and broken in mind, and you bind those things up, and you lift our eyes, and you bring us together. Come, Holy Spirit.
1: The Apostle Paul says be imitators of God, love as Christ loved, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice, so let us confess our sin to God who forgives us in Christ. In a dark and disfigured world we have not held out the light of life, Lord have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ have, mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord have, mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father forgive us by the death of his Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all of our days. Amen. Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: Bloom, may God who gives patience and encouragement give you a spirit of unity to live in harmony as you follow Jesus Christ, so that with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and to serve Jesus.